Uh, we are being joined by our very special guest today in studio, uh, Burnett County Sheriff Tracy Finch. My name is Ben Dryden. I'm your host. And today I'm actually being joined by my co-host filling in for my father, my mother, Diane Dryden. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Who you may know her from. She does uh, uh, featured stories or feature stories for DrydenWire.com. Been a writer for, what has it been now, 15 years? Easily. 15 years, uh, a published author of three novels. Go to Amazon.com and just Google Diane Dryden. You'll find her books. Oh, good. Here's 20 bucks. Thanks. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Diane Dryden and her books. Um, but Tracy, thank you so very much for taking the time to come over. Well, thanks for the invite. So you were on here, I think it was about a year ago, maybe a little over. You uh, were running for sheriff and you and uh, the other person were kind of like an open forum uh, type thing. And you, so you, you won the election in November, what was that, 4th, something, 2nd, whenever it was last year? Yeah, somewhere in the 7th, and then, maybe. And then you took office in January. January. So 7th. you've been there for about 11 months, but something happened shortly after you took office. Yes. What was that? Well, it was after I was elected. Um, December 18th, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. Mm. So that must be, uh, I mean, when you get diagnosed, was it you weren't feeling well? And uh, you just go in, and were they able to identify it right away? I went in for a colonoscopy screening, so it's very important that everyone gets their colonoscopies done. Oh, yeah. Uh. And that is when they found it. Oh, yeah. So then what? Well, I kind of went into panic mode, and um, I went and talked to one of my prior sheriffs from many years ago, the sheriff that hired me, and I said, what do I do? I've been elected to this position. Now I've been diagnosed with cancer. Mm. I don't know what the outcome's going to be. And he said, well, Finchy, you worked hard to get this position. So you're going to do it. You're going to battle this cancer and you're going to do the job and you'll do it well. And what does that mean uh, when it comes to, you I mean, you had, you had just gotten elected to be the sheriff. Yes. You hadn't even taken office yet. Correct. What, were your, what was going through your mind when it comes to how, how do I do all of this at once? It was very overwhelming for a period of time, and then I thought, well, I'm just going to have to power through and do both things, and we'll get through it. Yeah, I mean, just being a sheriff, uh, especially brand new, that's a challenge in and of itself. Correct. Having cancer and going through what you went through, that is uh, one of the ultimate challenges. Yes. Doing both at the same time. But I would like to interject as a woman, mm -hmm. we get used to doing everything all at once. That's a good point. I mean, things don't That's come true. one and then another and then another. We live a whole life of everything piling on, powering through it, going on to the next group of lots of things, powering on. We go through it. I think it's just something that women do, and women do mm. really well. I agree. I mean, just bringing a baby home. Everything changes in your home. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You know, and where dad goes to work. Mom still has to do this, plus mom has to do 15 other things that day. But at the end, we make it. That's right. And it's all done. And I am so fortunate. I have a wonderful team that works with me, and they have picked up any slack that I have left, and they are just phenomenal. I cannot speak highly enough of mm. the people that I work with. When you were diagnosed, if you had been diagnosed before you decided to run for sheriff, would you have run? Probably not because I would not have known the outcome of the of the cancer diagnosis. Right. So sure. this worked almost better 
after you'd gotten the position. Correct. Just more to untangle and power through. That's right. Good for you. And, and, and I'd like to kind of talk to you a little bit about what that experience was like going through the cancer part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to be clear, where are you right now? I have completed 12 rounds of chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. I have had one surgery. Um, I currently have an ileostomy pouch, and I am scheduled for surgery very shortly in the near future to get that removed, and everything will be put back together, Mm. and we'll just move on. So uh, I'm not someone who's really that familiar with how the process works. Mm -hmm. Um, If there is a percentage of where you are in this process, what percentage would that be? Well, I was diagnosed... Um, with stage three cancer Oy. and they removed some things and now um, when they did that initial surgery they checked all the they did 34 biopsies of lymph nodes wow. and checked all the margins and they said they were all clear but they wanted me to go through the chemotherapy just to kill any floating cancer cells that might be left in my body now I've heard that chemo is not you know, very enjoyable it's horrible I, I was fortunate. I um, did not have a lot of the awful side effects that other people have. Mm. I mean, I definitely had side effects, but I had it, I believe, much easier than a lot of other people do. And right now, uh, how is it? Are you able to work full time now? Yes. So that obviously you're on the right path, right? Mm-hmm. And you said you still have one more surgery and it's going to be scheduled soon. Correct. And then uh, your doctor is saying right now... Um, this is all looking very, very good? Yes. Or is there still some pretty big concerns? No, he he said it's all looking very, very good. Obviously, I'll have to be scanned periodically after the surgery just to make sure that it didn't relocate or come back. So when you're uh, going through this and then being the sheriff, obviously you told uh, your, your deputies. Yes. And I don't recall at the time, I think your chief deputy, shortly after you were there, I think he went somewhere else or took another job, something. So yes. I think you may have had like a little gap there. So it wasn't actually a, you know, a, a chief deputy that had been there a long time, etc. that don't, don't worry about a sheriff. I gotcha. Correct. So it, what challenges did that present? Um, it did present some challenges, but, um, I appointed a very experienced detective who, uh, to chief deputy position, and he does a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, I have so many good people that just pick up the slack. Mm. Um, I have great office staff that take very good care of me in the department. So I'm very, very fortunate. My goodness. So when this is, now it sounds like you're getting better. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really the word that you use here, but uh, uh, um kind of getting back into the regular now it's almost like you're now becoming the full-time sheriff that you were originally expecting to be right away but of course because of the cancer it takes you away from work a little bit yeah i was able to work through most of it i would take a day off here and there no when kidding. i had chemotherapy but so i was nice able stuff. to work through most of it well i called actually it was uh, about a month or two ago i called you or i texted you i'm sorry and asked you to call when you're free that's usually how i do it because i you know your sheriffs, right? I'm not going to just call you out of the blue, and you had called a few minutes later, and um, uh, I apologize. You know, I'm sorry to bother you. And you're like, nope, no big deal. I'm just getting chemo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> just, not many. Just, just getting chemo. What's up? It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, well, at least your spirits are high. <laughs> well, you what know, are you going to do? Yeah, yeah it, there's no use to cry about it. You just keep do moving it. on. My goodness. 
we are being joined here today with our very special guest, Burnett County Sheriff Tracy Finch. My name is Ben Dryden. I'm your host, and I'm being joined by my co-host, Diane Dryden. So you, when your career started, uh, what year was that when you first went into law enforcement? March of 1989. Okay, wait a minute. I'd like to ask a few questions. Okay. When you were in second grade... Mm-hmm. And your teacher said, and what would you like to be, Tracy? Uh-huh. What did you say? A teacher. A teacher. Mm-hmm. How did you get from teacher to law enforcement? What was the first spark that said, you know, I'd really like to be a cop? Mm. Well, I I saw in the paper that they were hiring for corrections officers. How old were you? I was 20. Okay. And I thought, well, that might be kind of interesting. So I applied. And um, when I was first hired, I was hired as a matron. A matron? Making $5 an hour. Ooh, what? And a matron is when they had female inmates in the jail. Oh, right. They had to have a female on the floor of the jail. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would do the same duties as the corrections officers, but I got paid half of their wages. Half of their wages. What year was this? 1989. 1989. You got $5 an hour. Mm-hmm. Other people got 10 Yes. And were they, I don't know, men? Yes. I know. <laughs> it's all your fault. I, I see where we're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the middle, so you don't have a chance. So but I, yeah, you stuck with it, even though you're making half the money? Well, I did make contact with our county administrator and spoke with an attorney, and I said, this clearly isn't right exactly and and then the county changed their position and Uh, made it so everyone got paid the same wage when they were working there so so the so the guys go down to five dollars an hour uh no (laughs) (laughs) and did they once they found out did some of them resent it openly or was it yeah that's what the way it is no they were very supportive oh good didn't change their pay any so yeah right sure why would they care Mm. right and from then on you just kept moving up Correct. I worked in the jail for nine years, and then I went to patrol, and I was a detective for 18 years working drug cases and child crimes and any major homicide cases that we had. It amazes me that you could handle it because you take off the woman, you look in the heart, you're still a woman. I mean, you take off the clothes, the 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 uniform. uniform. Sure. You're still a woman. Right. It must have been hard to see some of the stuff that you had to start to see at that the younger years yes and it, do it and i feel like i actually grew up in the department mm. you oh, know sure. i was so young when i started with not a clue of what yeah what the big bad world is all about and yeah you do see a lot of really horrible things so how do you how did you cope with it how did you grow how did you put it aside how did you were able to go on and not let this pull you down well, I, you know, I had my daughter at home to take care of. Nice. So I would go home and snuggle with her a little bit and uh, just got up and started a new day. Wow. And you were, how, how many women were uh, patrol deputies when you became a patrol deputy? I was the first female patrol deputy in the county. Were you resented? No. I And I think it helped because I worked in the jail for nine years, mm. so I knew all of the deputies, and they were very supportive of me. Good. Yeah, very supportive. Now, when you say the first uh, ever in Burnett? Yes. Uh, what year was that about? 
What was it, nine years? Uh, 98? Yes, Somewhere 97. 97? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, I mean, we're not talking, you know, like 1953 or something. It just surprises me, I guess. It just right. seems like that's, that's pretty recent. 1997. Mm-hmm. I graduated high school, I think, in 95, and I just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it was that long ago. And to find out that there wasn't any female uh, deputies before in Burnett County ever. Right. Uh, just seems a little odd. Well, look at this. It's 2019. Mm-hmm. Of the 72 sheriffs in Wisconsin, how many are women? Four. Exactly. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, four. And that's a big number. It is. It's been one. It's been two. Yes. When I went to the Badger Sheriff's Conference, mm-hmm. Nancy Hovey from Pierce County said, Oh, sure. Well, welcome to the group. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> we have jackets. They're very nice because yeah. we, we don't have that many of them. Yes. So. <laughs> Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Yes, she is. Very wow. nice lady. My good. So, and of those uh, 72, and four of them are, I mean, these are elected positions, so it's not like you're not, uh, women weren't getting promoted, per se. Oop. Um, so, there, is there, do you think, just a lack of women that are uh, running? Um, probably. Not a lack, but just not as many as, as, as men? Not as many, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not sure why that is. Mm. I, you know, it's traditionally been a, a male position. Yeah. You know, Burnett County did have female sheriffs in the past, but it was always the wife of the prior sheriff <laughs> because there was term limits then. So the man would run, and then he couldn't run again, so mm-hmm. then his wife would become sheriff. What? And yes. I was terrified of that because when my husband became sheriff of Washburn County, I heard that, and it's like, I'm sorry, <laughs> what? If there's somebody who does not qualify for <laughs> law enforcement, it's me. Right, and they, and they were pretty much title-only sheriffs. The yeah. men still did the, the duties, work. yes. And then four years or two years right. later, back then it was two-year terms. he got the job back. Mm-hmm. Strange, absolutely strange. So you fin- mm-hmm. uh, how long were you a uh, patrol and a detective then? Um, well, I became... Patrol in 97, and I was a detective through 2018. Oh, so you did that right up until deciding to mm-hmm. uh, run for sheriff. And, right. and what led you to making that decision? Um, well, I had been asked by several of my coworkers the prior two terms to run for sheriff, but I didn't feel I was ready yet. And then it got to the point where I thought, I want to try and make some changes and make the department better and hand, hand off a better department to the next sheriff. It, you, that you weren't ready yet. I mean, 1989 you started. I mean, that's if you're looking at how many years is that? Twenty uh, some years. Yes. And and you still felt that you weren't ready. No, I didn't think I had. Made, I don't know if it's the maturity level or confidence enough in my decision making abilities sure. to it's administrate. A, it's a huge responsibility when you realize what a county sheriff is in charge of and the decisions you have to make that affect really unusual situations and people. Correct. You just don't go making them willy-nilly. These are things that are going to affect people. Right. So, And I wanted to make sure I was ready for that. Mm. Excellent. And then last election, I felt I was ready. Sure. So. Well, and with uh, your predecessor not running, mm-hmm. did that help your decision? Yes. Or would have been, it wouldn't have mattered, uh, no disrespect, it's nothing like that, just I'm ready now. Now I'm going to, regardless if my predecessor or your current predecessor was going to run or not. I I don't think I would have ran if he would have 
been running again. Hmm. And how big is Burnett County? Um, 900 square miles, just about 900 square miles. Okay, how many people? About 16,000. And uh, how many towns? So how many police chiefs do you have under you? Um, Siren Police Department, Webster Police Department, Grantsburg Police Department, and St. Croix Tribal Police Department. Wow. So, And they're not under me. I mean, they are right, in charge but, of their jurisdiction. Sure. Right. But if worse comes to worse, yeah. right. it's the authority of the sheriff that mm -hmm. is the final say. Right. More responsibility. Yes. Wow. The same pay. For, yeah, at least it's not $5 an hour anymore. <laughs> yeah, That's right. It's not much more, but it's not $5 an hour. You work with the tribal police. I do. They are a unique entity. Yes. Um, any more difficult, any easier dif easier to work with than, the, say, a regular police chief of a regular town? No, not really. I have a good relationship with Frank Taylor, the tribal police chief, um, and I've been involved with the tribal community my entire career, so I good. I enjoy working with them. Because it's a unique setup. It is. I mean, they have a lot of their own rules, their own regulations. It's not like a town who usually complies with common rules and regulations. Right. Sure. Where you've got the American Indian, there are certain things that they, there's lots of things that they do differently mm -hmm. or are entitled to. Right. Well, that's good that they're simply in your mind uh, another entity to work with correct good you know when you were on uh last year when you were here i remember you were talking about that when you became sheriff one of the things that you wanted to do was to increase uh the level of i don't know if collaboration is the right word but maybe communication between the sheriff's office and those uh municipalities those those yes. those departments how has that been going? It's going great. Um, all the chiefs are very supportive. We all work together. Um, our our officers are working together, and it's it's going really well. And how do you how do you measure that? How do you know um, mm. where it's well? It's been eleven months, and is there a way to measure that, or is it we're just communicating more? There's a there's a lot more of of that, so it must be going better. Right, we are communicating more. Um, we have monthly meetings with the chiefs and myself. Was that there before? Um, I think it was started and then kind of dropped off. Sure. But I think we'll it's important. We'll meet if we all can kind of fit in our calendars. If not, eh, no big deal. We'll try next month. Right. But we we do get together every month Good. and discuss things. And and how has that helped, those meetings? Having uh, the sheriff and I don't know if your chief deputy goes or anyone yes, else. Yes, Okay, so for uh, kind of the administration, as it were, mm -hmm. of the sheriff's office, uh, the chiefs getting together, what comes from that? I mean, the communication part is good, but uh, how is that then translated into this is better for you, the citizen of Burnett County, that we're doing this because? Right. We, I mean, we talk about how we're going to have our officers work together to attack the drug problem. And um, we work together on for grants and that sort of thing to get some extra funding, sure. traffic grants and, and other grants. So it's, it's going really well. And we discuss cases and, you know, communicate. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the brightest thing anybody can do. You know, mm -hmm. committees make such a difference because if you yourself are going to be making all these decisions, no matter what it is, no matter what kind of thing it is, and then you go to a committee, suddenly you find the ideas from somebody else. They go, you know, I would have never thought of that. Right. And 
you know, their input is very valuable. Sure it would be, because yeah. each kind of brings in their own ideas, their own problems. Drugs, obviously, are a problem everywhere yes. you go in the world. Mm -hmm. um, the drug of choice in Burnett County seems to be... Methamphetamine. <sighs> it doesn't seem horrible. to be going away. No, and it, you know, it's been here since the early 2000s when I was working drug cases back then. And it seems to go in somewhat waves. You know, back in the early 2000s, we had problems with meth labs. Oh, right. And then the Sudafed law came into play, so that kind of quelled the meth labs considerably. Where do you think most of your drugs come from in Burnett? Um, cities? They, they come from the Twin Cities, but they are brought up from Mexico across mm. the border. Sure. And then distributed. Cut, distributed. Right. We get most of our drugs come from the Twin Cities. Some come from Duluth also. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh. I suppose that's kind of the... Sure. You know, Duluth down to Milwaukee, Chicago, I mean, 53, and Burnett's not that far off. Right. And we're kind uh, of the pipeline. Right. You know, yeah. with Highway 70 and Highway 77, mm. they come across from Minnesota, and they're heading uh, yeah. east and distribute along the way. That's convenient. Yes. We like to make it easy for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we, last week, we, uh, uh, sorry, kind of Judge John Yackel was here, mm -hmm. and he actually was said the same thing that you did about that it kind of goes in waves because he was talking about the heroin is kind of making a, a thing. Yes. Um, and he had said that it, sometimes it's meth is the and then you know we bust home to meth whatever and then we kind of see more of the heroin and that's why it just kind of goes up and down. Burnett County, heroin. Are you starting to see any of this? Yes, we have had um, at least three heroin overdose deaths mm. in our county. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's horrible. The thing about heroin is you never know the strength or what they put in it. You know, fentanyl uh, is often added to heroin, yeah. and carfentanyl has been added to heroin. Okay, I don't know that one. What is it, carfentanyl? It's a tranquilizer that they use on large animals. <laughs> and It's just ridiculous. I mean, just think about that. Boy, well, you know, we can need to lace this with something. Uh, we're out of fentanyl. Um I don't know what we're going to do. Hey, wait a minute. Here's some tranquilizers. Yeah. Like, right. why would, it, it just seems bizarre that that's how, we, like, where was that connection? I'd like to be in that room when they, you know, that committee. Yeah. <laughs> why and not? That, that's why people are dying because oh, they don't know goodness. the strength exactly. of what they're ingesting. Nor and, do they care, I would uh, think, at some point. Right. It's there. I'm going to, I'm going to use it. Mm -hmm. It's going to change me in some way. And it, the fentanyl is a huge concern for oh, us. I yeah. mean, we carry Narcan and, but... For my officers, when they confiscate the drugs from people, they have to be very, very careful when testing it, field testing it. It's so that dangerous? They do not field test alone. I always want them to have someone else field testing if it's suspected heroin because the fentanyl can absorb into your skin. What? Yes. It's it, very dangerous. And I've often, often wondered, why add Fentanyl. I mean, is it cheap? Must be, right? I don't know. Why not well, baking We're not really up on, on, something. on our Because it, it, it makes it stronger. Oh. Well, heroin isn't strong enough? No. Apparently not. <laughs> what have we got that's stronger? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it's like a martini or something. Those drinks that people make where it's, you know, put a whole bunch of alcohol in, and that's, well, we need to put something else with it. How about some more alcohol? Just a different kind. It's like, what are you... <laughs> 
okay. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Vodka yeah. isn't strong enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> little of this little of that right here taste this oh my goodness (laughs) yeah well that's not that's not uh, obviously good especially with the three deaths of the the overdoses and we're hearing we're hearing a little bit more about that too we're starting to see it around a little bit more Mm -hmm. and you know first time i think i heard of fentanyl i think it was fentanyl was when prince died yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's what it was wasn't it wasn't it fentanyl yeah i think it was and i'm like what in the world is fentanyl nobody knew i didn't Nobody right. knew. No. And then suddenly everybody knows. And how do you get fentanyl? It's I mean, prescribed if you're a bad a guy, you know, don't listen it's if you're pres- trying to get it. It's prescribed by a doctor. A lot of times people get fentanyl patches for back pain. Okay, or, I was just going to ask, like, what is it actually for? Yeah. Pain? Yes. Oh. Is it pill form? Uh, most of the time it's patches. Really? Uh, yeah. Or hmm. I- IV liquid. You know. Oh, sure. Well, obviously, that's that's something we should probably be looking into. And, I mean, there's got to be other things for pain. Right. And if it's having this much of an issue, mm-hmm. uh, have you heard of any discussion r- regarding maybe we should be looking at this as a, uh, wouldn't, I don't want to say outlaw or ban it, mm-hmm. but maybe something along those lines? Well, it's just like any other mm-hmm. pain medication. You know, we've had issues with the Percocet and the Oxycontin and the Oxycodone and the Vicodin and... Mm-hmm. It's it's just a a higher dose of pain medication. Sure. So you can ban this one thing. Well, no big deal. We'll find something else to put right. in there. Mm-hmm. You can't start banning everything. Right. You know, a lot of people walking around with pain. It's all opioids, you know, narcotics. Right. So. And when you run out of doctors, you find the guy down the block. Exactly. <laughs> True. So mm-hmm. who cares? Right. It relieves my pain. It makes me feel good. Right. Yeah. What a trap. It is. How uh, sad. And, and, and a lot of these things, the... The meth and the heroin and the um, the drug cases. It takes a, a lot of time. is isn't just pulling someone over and you find some meth, which I'm sure that happens. But the investigations take longer. They do. This isn't the investigations. We've had chiefs on, we've had sheriffs on, and they have stated that this isn't, you know, a one-hour thing. We just arrest someone, write a report, you know, done. Right. It, it, it takes a long time. It's into years sometimes. So that would is a, uh, a segue into, how's the staffing over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um... I have appointed Michael Antone as our drug detective in June, and he's doing phenomenal. Um, he's done at least 12 search warrants, with working collaboratively with the police departments, and he's he's really doing an excellent job. Was he there before? Yes, he, a- he was a deputy before, okay. and he's he's doing phenomenal. How um, many how many people do you have working for you? Uh, there's 17. Total. 17. Including myself. Okay. So. And I think when you were uh, here last year, you had stated that there were, I think there was currently, maybe it was shortly after you became sheriff and we had talked, uh, four, maybe five open positions? Correct. Am I rem- it was something along there, wasn't it? We had four open positions. Um, two people left. And then with appointments so that'd and be six total, I mean, or, or promotions, those- I've hired five deputies so far. Holy cow. Um, Four of them are already on the street. The other one is in, currently in the academy, and he'll be done right before Christmas. Wow. So, and they're they're all doing wonderful. So, how are happy. you getting deputies? Because of the other sheriffs we've spoken with, uh, they're having a hard time getting just anyone to apply. Mm-hmm. So, how did you get them? Well. <laughs> uh, is this the back to the, here's the advantages of being a woman? It's you kind of talk nice to them, and it's like, okay, I'll work for you. <laughs> No, I, I just knew of uh, some very quality officers sure. in other departments. Uh, poached them. 
Good idea. That, yes. That's, <laughs> no, no. Hey, she networked. Recruiting. <laughs> there you right. go. Yeah, Lee. exactly. Networking. Yeah. We did it all the time in the business world. It's like, hey, they're doing great. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> right. So, it, you know, and we actively recruited yeah. a lot of them. And well, I working. think that's commonplace, yes. just to be clear. I mean, I know Dad, when he was a sheriff, he took a lot from Dave Wilson and Shell Lake, and Dad's lost a lot of people to other places as well. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it is what it is, man. Right. So we still have one open position. That we're looking to fill. Um, and this would be for what position? A deputy. A deputy. Patrol deputy. Patrol deputy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Road guy. Right. And right. we are full staffed in the jail for the first time in over five years. Wow. Oh, my. That's wonderful. So, How many does your jail hold? We have 26 beds. Wow. But we're averaging 50 to 60 inmates. So we are yeah. housing yeah. them out of county and other jails. Are they bunk beds, I hope? Because <laughs> then you can fit them. Uh, no, there's, there's oh. laws about that where they have to have so many square feet. Per inmate and oh you know if it wasn't for transportation costs mm. a sheriff's department would do a whole lot better <clears throat> financially right but you know you got to send a deputy down to get the guy for court you come up he appears for what 10 minutes in court then the deputy gets to drive him all the way back to wherever right and then the deputy has to come back and you know this transport problem they should just build jails way larger than they think they're going to need and they'll be filled up in a week and a half yeah. we have spent close to twenty thousand dollars this year so far just in transporting exactly, exactly. and that does not include the paying the 45 dollars per day to house the inmates out of county That's when you say right. the transportation costs is this just like gas or is this also the pay for wages. the person and the wage it's wages holy cow yes so it's a lot and Burnett, uh, where are you in the process of getting either a bigger jail or adding on or something. I thought there was, uh, maybe it was you that was talking about the last time we were here. I thought that came up, and I can't remember where you were on that. They are doing a jail study currently. Okay. Um, so kicking so the we've, can. we've met with architects and trying to get some plans in place and then see if, if the county board will approve it. And uh, is it looking promising? Do you feel the, the, uh, the board or whomever is actually kind of looking into this is for this? Or is it, a, okay, we'll do a study. Jailers. Or is it, no, we, we get it, man. We, we got to do something, at least put a plan in place because we can't be in the spot in five or ten years from now. Right. I, I think most of the board members are on board, and, of course, they want to make sound financial decisions. Yeah, yeah, it's not cheap, man. And um, what we're looking at is possibly adding on to the government center. Oh, sure. Um, it would be, I mean, cheaper, right? It would be cheaper, and... Yeah. We wouldn't have to worry about transporting inmates across the road or, yeah. you know, with, oh, a, right. with a courtroom in the same building. It would, oh. it makes more sense that oh, way. Oh, sure it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think the other part isn't just that 20,000 you're talking about for the transports. It's, it's that also means you have fewer people. There's someone that has to drive. Right. And it's not usual that someone just has a day off and they're going to come in just to do a transport. Right. Uh, so that means that's less people that are... Mm -hmm. You know, not necessarily just pulling over speeders, but, you know, doing their other investigation or able to go to, uh, if you call 911, now we only have one deputy who's 35 miles away, opposed to we would have had another one 10 minutes away or five minutes away. Right. But we can't right now. So in, in a weird way, it's almost a public health risk. Yes. Maybe not health risk. What, what's the word I'm looking for? No, Safety. 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 There you go. Yes. Hmm. So I'm I'm really hoping we can move forward. That you would know? be nice. That or, would be nice. 
And how could they not, when you look at the figures and you compare what it would cost to build as to what it costs for transportation? Because transportation in the end is nothing. It's smoke. It's just gone. Mm. Right. Where if you put your money towards something that's going to be stable and steady and serve a purpose, mm -hmm. it makes a whole lot more sense to me. But I have found often that what makes sense to me doesn't make sense to yeah. anybody else. Yeah, don't use right. logic. And out of county housing is we're probably looking at three hundred thousand dollars this year. What? Or more. Wow. Yes. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. It's not. Yeah, just I think great. you're higher than even Washburn, I believe. Yeah. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think I think Washburn last I remember asked Dad a year, a couple of years ago. I think it was around a, I don't know, one hundred eighty somewhere. And I could mm -hmm. be misremembering that number, but. That is a lot. It 300 is. grand of taxpayers' dollars. Right. Per year. inmates out of county per year. Yes. Yeah. So I would assume that part of this isn't just about the money to build or to add on. It's then the sustainability part. Would you need, how many more deputies would you need or jail? I should say probably jail and staff, uh, staff in the jail, right? I don't think we would have to increase our staff much because the new jail would be built with a pod system versus the linear jail that we have now. Oh, shit. Sure. So... The corrections deputies would be supervising more inmates at one time, uh -huh. but they would have visual better coverage. Right. I guess, right. right. Huh. Yeah. Great idea. Is that kind of like Washburn? It's in a pod. The jail. I, th I think so. Yeah, the comms. Yeah, yeah. They got the thing right here, and they can kind of see everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We weren't in jail <laughs> when we went and saw that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you have um, you have you have a canine. Yes. Um, what's the what's the canine's name? Tracker. Tracker. Mm -hmm. And who is the his handler? Uh, Mitch Olson. And what impact has that been having on any of your cases or all your cases? Is it kind of a our canines just kind of we don't really use them that much. A lot of it's for you know parades, and so kids can pet it. Or is it these things are wildly valuable? They are very valuable. Um, Mitch and Tracker have made a lot of drug arrests. He's done a lot of car sniffs. Good. Um, and if we're doing a drug search warrant, it's much more effective to send the dog in to point out where the drugs are. Yeah. And Tracker is also a tracking dog. So if well, we have mis sense. missing people. Oh, good. Missing children, missing adults. Oh, wow. He can track them. And he also is an apprehension dog. So if somebody runs away, he yeah. can what's, grab onto them. What's, oh, it, what's sure. interesting to me is that how when they get trained to know the difference. Right. I mean, you know, they can't talk to the dog, so it's, okay, now I want you to go searching for this person, but just to be clear, don't apprehend her. Right. right she's missing. <laughs> right. Not dangerous. Like, and how does the dog know, okay, this one I just need to find, but not apprehend? Well, it, it's a command thing, and it's not like we don't, unless it's an apprehension situation, we don't just let the dog go. <laughs> You know, the handler has the dog on a leash for, for tracking. Oh, for, okay. you know, idea. Yeah. Well, could, just to be safe, I'm just saying. That could but, end up to be. But, but if it's an apprehension. Got her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. This isn't going to end well. <laughs> but if it's an apprehension situation, dog, dog. then they let him go and he sure. do they does go, his thing. Do they, does he take him into the schools? Do they still do that? Oh, yes. Drug sniffing on yes. the lockers? Yes. In fact, Mitch and... just did it earlier this week. So, do you have a lot of uh, drug problems in the schools? What are your What are your parameters for people who use drugs? Does it go from age ten to eighty, or is it a little bit smaller? I would say twelve to seventies. Oh. Mm. Twelve. Mm -hmm. um, it's totally 
well, I don't know, vaping. Has that become an issue in Burnett County or not yet? Like drug-related stuff, you mean? Drugs? Yeah, the vaping. Sure. Um, we did have one gentleman was arrested with some uh, vaping cartridges that had THC in them. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing about lately. Right. Well, evidently, they can put just about anything in those, just kind of like the drugs. Right. Add a little mm. fentanyl, add a little whatever. Right. It's very dangerous. Well, I think like the most things, yeah, most things, they take something that was supposed to be something that was you know good, mm -hmm. ideally, right? In theory, this was supposed to be, and then then people figure out ways how they can abuse it, and right. how can I get these drugs in me? Mm -hmm. I know, I'll use this thing. Right. So when it, back to the canine, mm -hmm. um, is that's full uh, full time, right? I mean, that's just how it works. It's a full time right. deputy, and the dog goes everywhere. Right. Um, you. You said you had one position that is open. Mm -hmm. Have you ever considered uh, having that other person be another canine, or do you think you don't really need another canine? Uh, no, we are our Burnett County Law Enforcement Citizens Auxiliary is actively mm -hmm. fundraising for a second canine. No currently. kidding. Yes, um, and if we do get the second canine, we would have one on during the day and one at night. Oh, good idea. So, and it's also good to have two dogs because. They can only sniff for so long before they get tired, and then we could bring the second canine and save for tracking a missing person or something. I don't think I've ever heard of any county that had more than one. What a great idea. I believe yeah. Polk County has two. Polk does? I really? think so. Mm -hmm. Why don't more counties think in that way to get two instead of just one? I, I don't know. I mean, they're so valuable. Yeah, they are. It must Very be, valuable. It must be cost, right? It just has to be. Right. Is, I mean, it's not more for, or maybe it is, like for a, a, a handler. I don't know if there's a significant pay difference or is it that's just a normal pay difference like you, your they, career, et cetera. The handlers get a half an hour of overtime per day. Okay. So it's not like significant no. amount at all. Right. So it must, is it the, the, the sustainability, of, the cost for the for the animal? The cost of the dog is, dog and the training mm -hmm. is $20,000. Wow. And then the, there's the cost of um, upfitting the Squad car, squad vehicle. Sure, sure. Because they have to have the door popper, so if the handler's in trouble, he can push a button and the dog can come out. Cool. And they have a temperature control thing in their squad, so if yeah. if it gets too hot in the squad, the windows automatically roll down what? and it sets an alarm to the canine handler to go and turn the air conditioning on for the dog. Every car should have that. It's like for kids. Yeah, I was right. just going to yeah. say, you bet. Just make it mandatory. But the Citizens Auxiliary has been phenomenal. They have raised all of the funds for our first canine. Our our dog food is donated. Burnett Dairy donates one month, and the food company donates the other month. Oh, wow. All the vet care is donated by the Grantsburg Vet. What? Yeah. I mean, this is a community support thing. And these people have committed to, if we get a second canine, to provide. Double the amount. Right. Well, that's incredible. Yes. Uh, the community is so supportive of this, no and I'm so kidding. very grateful for that. And where can where can someone go to find out more information about that? Um, Burnett County Citizens, Burnett County Law Enforcement Citizens Auxiliary. They do have a Facebook page. Okay. And um, they are willing to go out and do presentations for people. And wow, how long has the auxiliary existed? Um, it's been there for about ten years, but they changed their focus to more of a fundraising thing. Initially, when they started, it was more of a, you know, doing traffic control at parades and that sort of thing. Oh, sure. But they wanted to switch 
they have some new members who wanted to switch their focus to more fundraising and being more supportive wow, of Burnett County law enforcement. That is really great. Yes, they are a wonderful group of people. Well, I think it's important as well because I think right now cops or law enforcement in general aren't universally uh, loved, admired, respected. Right, yeah. Maybe like when before I think maybe they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe there's some, you know, legitimate reasons for some of this. I mean, that's 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 to be clear. Right. Um, but do you think it is the fact that it is a small county? I mean, small relative to a lot of other county sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it just your county where you have so much support for law enforcement? I think the more rural counties do get more support. Um, you know, it, I think we are perceived a little differently than the metro police officers. Yeah. But we live in a we live in the communities that we work. Right. And the odds of them seeing you at the at the at the gas station on your day off is pretty high. Right. And I, I think that helps a lot. You know, and a lot of our officers are involved in coaching sure. and other community clubs and that sort of thing. And sure. I think that helps a lot. For them to see us as people and, when and you, not just uniforms. And when you live in a small town, everybody knows everything. everybody. Yes. Or they're related to <laughs> half of them. And right. probably know their blood type and what right. their parents make for income. And Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that pie that she makes, don't eat it because it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your watches go, wow, is that the time? Yeah. Uh, I, I, so you've been kind of going out in the community. Yes. A lot. Making that one-on-one connection. Right. Are you doing any of the programs or anything else that you're kind of starting now that you're the, the sheriff? And a lot of things I'm sure you wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that you're working on? Um, we are currently doing a Shop with a Cop program. Oh, nice. Where our one of our new deputies, uh, Greg Schaefer, who came from Cumberland Police Department. So I remember that name, yeah. Did yeah. Shop with a Cop in Cumberland. And he's spearheading this, and he's cool. doing great. What is it? It's where officers take children in need mm-hmm. and bring them out shopping, and they can pick out what they would like for a Christmas gift. Mm. Oh, so they get in the squad? Yes, or we take a bus and, and bring them to wherever we're going, going to bring them. We, we are asking for input from the school districts to yes. recommend children for this yeah. program. Oh, sure. They would know. For children in need, yeah. so we can uh, pick Pick the correct kids. Does the cop come in uniform? Yes. Excellent. Yes. Oh. And uh, and Greg's going around and asking a lot of the local businesses. The police departments are also in collaboration with us. Oh, cool. And they will be going in their municipalities asking for donations for for this program. And we're all working together on it. And I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And who pays for the presents? Um, the donations from the community. Oh, that's just marvelous. Now, I... Going through my mind, thinking, well, where is the, uh, where do you work? Which which of the towns is the uh, sheriff's office in? Uh, we're just north of Siren. North. You know what? I didn't even know that. Now I think about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. north of Siren. We're about two miles north of Siren. Mm. On the way to Frederick. I think north. Frederick South. North. On the way oh, to Webster. North. Oh, sure. duh. You're, you're <laughs> oh, north. sure you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're right by the airport there in the government center. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's uh, important that the sheriff's office, uh, uh, municipalities, the, the the departments have that connection. Yes, I, I think it 
I don't know. It's almost like a, some uh, another form of accountability as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just not here to, you know, be the heavy, which that's part of our job. Right. But, you know, we're human beings too, and we need to kind of show that. And in fact, I have an idea for for your next next year. Tell Greg after he's finished with a uh, shop of the cop, do a shop of the felon. <laughs> yeah. Nobody needs to donate any money because they'll probably just steal all this stuff. <laughs> I want that, and then you just go out in the car and wait for him to come out. <laughs> I get the gift, you get arrest them, everybody wins. <laughs> No, I'm they hoping don't, they don't have a big enough jail yet. No. Okay. All right. We'll wait for the jail. <laughs> then we're doing a shop with a felon. Yeah. Right. I'm hoping this summer that we can do a cops and bobbers what? event. What is that? Where officers take children fishing. Oh, cops and bobbers. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's really <laughs> I cute. love it. Yeah. That's so awesome. We're going to start working on that for this summer and take some kids out fishing. But that's so healthy in so many ways. Yes. That, you know, uh, one of the first years that Washburn County ran that kids in Christmas, the officers would deliver the packages to the house. Mm-hmm. And they said what amazed them was these kids were scared stiff when the cop knocked on the door and their parent opened it. Mm. They had no idea they were bringing goodwill and presents. Right. It was just another visit from a cop. Who's mm. leaving now? They've taken mom. They've taken the boyfriend. They've taken... And it's the kids, some of them really had a hard time with it. It's like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Then he took the boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) It's a new policy they have now. When we go to take someone and arrest them, we always bring a gift for the kid. (laughs) Goodwill and all. (laughs) Merry Christmas. How about us? But it's, it's important to yes. keep in touch with the kids. Exactly. You know, and and let them know we're not the bad guys and yes. we're not always yeah. there to arrest people. Yeah. We're there to help them as well. And I think it's also right. important for the cops, too. Right. To remember that because yeah. you have to deal with uh, maybe not the – you have to deal with a lot of the people in their communities that, that, that uh, maybe aren't the favorable people, right? I mean, right. you see people at their, some of their worst moments. And it's, right. some of it's just, hey, I made a mistake. Some are just, holy cow, you again? Mm-hmm. But it's also, I think, helpful to remind the cops that, you know, these are people, too. We're, we're, we're here to help. We're part of the community. Right. We're not here just as enforcement. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also probably healthy for, for them to remember that. Not remember, but kind of have that reminder. Right. That, yeah, this is why we do it. We want to protect little Joe and we want to help the, the mom. And right. um, I think by doing these things. Yes. It, 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 it's kind of a, a symbiotic right. uh, relationship between the law enforcement and the citizens uh, that they're that they're uh, in charge of essentially mm-hmm. for their protection. Yeah, years ago, um, the tribal police did a shop with a cop, and I went with on that. And I had a girl who was twelve or thirteen years old, and the child got a hundred dollars, and she said, "I've never had this much money. I don't even know what to look for." Uh. You know, I, it was so it was really powerful. It's an you know, and it really, wow. really powerful, and it really sure makes you think about you know how fortunate we are and how fortunate our children are and yeah and this little girl was just so grateful and just it was it was amazing oh that's wonderful yeah well tracy thank you so very much for being here is there anything that uh, you wanted to touch on or talk about that we didn't uh, get a chance to discuss i don't think so i no. just you know want to give a lot of credit to my department members mm. and and the police departments, and I'm really glad that we're all working together. Um, you know, well, I've got all a really lot of good people that work excellent. with me. Excellent. And, and you're almost fully staffed, too. Yes. So, I mean, and you're it, getting a new jail. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> New programs. I mean, a whole, it, it, again, going back to what we originally were talking about, that you had, uh, you had cancer, stage three mm-hmm. cancer, a month after you were elected and before you even took office. It's been uh, 10 months, 11 months since you've been uh, the sheriff mm-hmm. while battling cancer. And you've gone from six people down to uh, deputies to only one right now that you're still looking for. That, yes. first of all, right there is incredible. Um, the cancer is, I can't say going well, but you know, it, it's progressing and that's, that's, that's great. Right. Uh, a new program, it's, it's collaboration with the, the departments mm-hmm. in the county. I mean, I don't know, has it been a successful year? Do you, if, if you knew that this was how it was going to be at the end of the year and the year's still not over yet, would you look at this and say, yeah, I'd take that? Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with the progress we've made so far. Obviously, there's more things I want to do. Um, we're going to be bringing GED programming into the jail. Good. Oh, good and idea. I'm also looking at parenting classes good. coming into the jail. I'd like to take one of those. <laughs> and, don't look uh, at me. I didn't. I want to bring the... <laughs> Sorry. I don't wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> Says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I want to bring the Huber and community service programs back as well. Oh, you don't oh. have Huber? No. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't Why not? Because of... People kept running away? Well, no, <laughs> because of the the physical confines of the jail. Oh. Because you have to keep the Huber inmates separate mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the other inmates oh. due to contraband issues and that sort of thing. Oh. So, but I think it's important that if people are employed yeah. and can keep their job, I think it's important that they're allowed to do that yeah. to be productive citizens. I do, too. And the community service program is wonderful. You know, it helps... The inmates network with people that can be a positive influence in their life and Good. it teaches them to work for something mm. exactly so, now, are you going to be able to do the huber uh before or if there's a new jail i mean is this something that you can do yes. with your current uh, i'm going to be conferring with the judge to see what her guidelines will be for allowing inmates to have huber and then we'll get the program Im- implemented hopefully by the end of the year. Well, that'd be great. End of this year? Mm-hmm. That's Ho- my hope. Holy cow. Yeah. What? Eight weeks? No kidding. That's I'm not a very fan. patient person. <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell that you're not, and that's a good thing. I think so. You know, when you came into this position, into this county, mm-hmm. there was a lot that needed to be done. But there again, isn't that how women look at things? You know, a woman can walk into a dirty house and clean all the rooms at the same time. Right. You know, where a guy just shoves a few things <laughs> away and that's sits how, down and exactly right. just keeps looking at it, going, yep. somebody should come in here and clean. <laughs> Where's my wife? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little hungry. <laughs> uh, Good job. Sheriff, thanks so much for being here. Thank you very Good much. Job. I've enjoyed this. Good. Thanks.